<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Nuclear war. No. I know, it's not the kind of thing anybody likes to think much about, and we tend to kind of assume, ever since the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War, that basically that's a distant, far away, never going to happen, don't have to worry about it. Obviously, having multiple nuclear-powered states in the post-Cold War period means that there's actually more of a risk than less, but nothing's really been a risk until, well, fairly recently when... Russia invades Ukraine, and then Russia starts saber-rattling about what they might do if dire straits come or if a battlefield situation presents itself. And, of course, this week, Vladimir Putin is talking about lightning-fast response with weapons we've never seen before if there is some kind of provoking situation coming out of the war in Ukraine. Okay, that's kind of the background, right? Well, this week, Russian state TV hosts were actually discussing the possibility of a war expanding outside of Ukraine and leading to nuclear war. Russian TV has consistently been talking about the idea of war spreading beyond just the Ukraine, while we in the West tend to assume that it will not, and that the whole goal of the world ought to be to at least contain it to Ukraine, because they tend to believe in a kind of inevitable war against Europe and the rest of the world. So on a program Tuesday called The Evening with Vladimir Solovyov, he was talking with the head of Russia Times, Margarita Simonian, about the possibility of nuclear war. And their basic agreement was, knowing their country and knowing their leader, Vladimir Putin, there's no chance that they're going to give up. And Simonian said, quote, Everything will end with a nuclear strike is more probable than the other outcome. This is to my horror on the one hand, but on the other hand, with the understanding that it is what it is. End quote. Well, that's encouraging. But you start to get an insight into the perspective when he goes on to say, But we will go to heaven and they will simply croak. And his female companion? Well, we're all going to die someday. We're all going to die someday. I mean, I feel like these people don't even understand what's going on in the world. I mean, obviously they're at the center of it, but they're playing some televised version of the 2 a.m. drinking game. Hey, man, what's the worst way to die? Oh, what's the best way to die? Well, I don't know. Nuclear war is not so bad because we all got to go anyway somehow. Besides, there's nobody left behind to miss you, right? That's kind of cool. But this is not some college students on a bender. This is major prominent figures in Russian television. So I know we in the West, we tend to assume that there's some kind of limit, some kind of rule-based thinking behind Vladimir Putin's behavior. And yet, I think you have to realistically allow that the guy's going to completely break all international norms and the ethics of war, both in the invasion and the conduct of his war against Ukraine. How sure are you that something else might not happen? Maybe it is time to dust the plans off of the old do-it-yourself fallout shelter and practice your duck and cover. Duck and cover. You've heard of eBay, right? I I know, obvious question, but bear with me for a second. We have thrift stores, we have garage sales, we have Salvation Army, and of course, we have resale marketplaces like eBay, and now there are new ones like Poshmark and Depop and ThreadUp and The Real Real, and I'll be honest, I've only ever heard of one of those, but that's okay. What's the premise of a place like this? You want to buy a pair of Levi's, you don't mind if they've been worn before, So you pay a far less price than new, and you get a pair of Levi's, or an Onkyo receiver, or a Wilson tennis racket, and why? Because you're willing to take the trade-off in it not being brand new in order to pay a lower price. Obvious, okay? 
But here's the thing. To take the jeans example, somebody who's trying to buy a pair of Levi's wants to own a pair of Levi's. They just don't want to pay the full price. So eBay gets to make a profit by letting one person sell them to somebody else. But what about Levi's themselves? What if the company sold you used Levi's in addition to selling you new Levi's? What if instead of going to eBay or the thrift store, you just went to Levi's and you bought your pair of jeans used because somebody else traded them in on a new pair? Think used cars here for a second. For as long as we've had cars, we've been buying used cars. You buy them because you avoid the depreciation. Obviously, the dealers sell used cars because they buy them on trade-in, right? So this is becoming a huge secondhand market in the United States with Americans spending $180 billion on secondhand goods, up 96% in the last seven years. By the end of this decade, that's likely to be a third of a trillion dollars. And what market analysts are now calling re-commerce, it's kind of cute, right, is another way of thinking about how retailers can sell their own goods, but at a discount, and everybody wins. If you're the buyer of the used goods at the actual store or online, you get the thing you want, but at a discount. If you're the seller, as in the manufacturer, you get to keep some slice of the sales that you would otherwise lose to the secondhand goods store or eBay. I mean, basically, you've got these companies like Urban Outfitters and Abercrombie & Fitch and Crocs and Adidas and Banana Republic and Christy Dawn and REI and Lululemon all looking at eBay saying, why are we missing out on these sales? I mean, if you're a brand name retailer, how hard do you work to create a fantastic product and cultivate tremendous buyer loyalty only to then, what, turn away people who love your product just because they're not willing to pay full tilt for it? That's a dumb choice for a retailer to make. Even Ikea has now begun buying back the brand's, let's say, somewhat well-assembled furniture and selling it in their as-is department. Now, the drawback is if you're selling things this way, you're not going to get as good a deal as you get on eBay. But, of course, it's very easy. You don't have to go through the hassle. You just send it back or bring it to the store. But there's a whole other dimension of this inflation and supply chain issues have made retail goods more pricey and even more difficult for a lot of people to achieve. And there's the green revolution. People are thinking more and more these days about sustainability and not creating waste and not creating a carbon footprint, all of which are values that swirl around buying used as opposed to new goods. Millennials and Gen Zs love it, not just for the thrift value, but for the save the planet value. I gotta tell you, for me, I have no problem with secondhand things. I mean, look, after I wear it the first time and put it on the second time, it was already worn by some middle-aged philosopher white guy already anyway. Why pay the full tilt price to get that one time of clean wearability? And finally, from the there's always another side to the story file, we've all heard about the great resignation and all of the people who don't want to work and they want outrageous conditions and how the labor market is short and scarce, and that's true, okay? Every employer that I know has trouble finding good people. But there may be a time when the employer has at least a little bit of responsibility for the inability to find new hires. Case in point, Reddit. A user posts a story about how he was trying to apply for a high-level sales position in a niche industry. He had his first interview set up by an internal recruiter where the recruiter said they were having a little bit of trouble finding people. Okay, first level, no big deal, whatever. Following that interview, a second round with an operations manager, which made the guy feel pretty confident about his chances. There were some red flags, like there was no receptionist when he got there, and it took him 10 minutes to even greet him and get him into the office for the interview, which they then blamed him for being late to, but okay, move along. So after a bit of delay, the operations manager, that's round two, gets back to the guy and says, we'd like you to take the Wonderlick test. If you're not familiar, the Wonderlick test is this general aptitude kind of does-your-brain-work thing created in the 1930s, and it asks you questions like, a clock loses 2 minutes and 36 seconds in 78 days. How many seconds does it lose a day? 
So it's a, you know, kind of, do you understand the world and a little bit of math and uh, all kinds of other things. It's time, then it's basically meant to show that you're a capable think on your feet kind of person. So he takes a test, does well, and gets a call and says they'd like to talk with him for a few more minutes, figuring that's going to be the offer. No, the operations manager said that they liked the results of the Wonderlick test, and now we'd like to go through with the final step of the interview process, which is, here are all the employees at the company. We'd like you to contact each one of them over the next two weeks, learn about the company from them, and then show up at the offices ready to make a presentation on why the company should hire you in front of all the managers, vice presidents, and the CEO of the company, which will make you eligible to be hired, but not guarantee you the position. I mean, at a certain point, you'd think you're on a candid camera show, right? So he uh, not so politely declined and told them that they could do things with themselves, okay? Perhaps not the most diplomatic way to express to a company that they were out of their ever-loving minds in an era when you can't find employees. Why can't you find good employees, he wondered. But apparently, this has become a thing. Typical interview process is what? Two, three, maybe four interviews for like director level positions. But there are stories out there about extreme conditions like this, almost like hazing, or maybe instead of testing their aptitude or willingness to work, they're actually testing your desperation, only wanting to have the kind of employees who'd be willing to put up with this kind of nonsense. But then there was another commenter on the thread that said, you know, I was one time asked at the end of an interview process to prove my potential worth to the company by working on coding a module for about 40 hours to show that I could do the work. And it seemed pretty obvious to me that they were asking me to just do the work for free. It is always amazing to me that in this country, almost anybody can own and operate a company and even be successful at it, despite stuff like this. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup, and consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Get the five-star review on your way out the door. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 